We don't want to wait. Hey. Smallville, season four. Getting into it. I'm Stephanie. I'm Robin. Robin. If you just heard me pouring some wine, it's going to be, it's the start of a good night of podcasting between me and Steph. Yeah. My class is over. My final has been taken. My mm. paper has been turned in. Mm. I have no idea how I did. I don't care. It's over. It's over. You did. You did what you could, and uh, now it's now it's behind you. Now you can just relax, and we'll, we'll talk about Clark Kent for a little bit. And uh, I don't forget about the proletariat. Proletariat. And we can talk about talk about Clark. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tonight we're, we're talking about yeah. What else? Oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, it's okay. Uh, we were talking about recruit, and with three episodes, recruits. Um, crypto, crypto, yep, and uh, sacred, and sacred, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about recruit. I first. hope you have some. Uh, oh. Wait, I hope you have some some uh, trivia about the uh, torture scene with Lex and Jason. Um, other than it reminded me of a scene from the original Lethal Weapon movie. Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, there wasn't. There's no behind the scenes like. You know, them doing it over and over and over again for you to watch. Uh, <laughs> I want to know why Lex had a shirt on. I mean, it was open and everything, but why Jason was shirtless. Why wasn't Lex? Had Michael Rosenbaum not been working out as hard? Or Yeah, what? maybe he didn't get proper warning. You know, he likes to get himself mm-hmm. all fit. Anyway, recruit first. This is the one where Clark gives up his football dreams. Oh. <laughs> so... Let's uh, talk about those pajamas. <laughs> are those yummy sushi pajamas? <laughs> no, they're breakfast pajamas. And oh, yummy I yummy breakfast some. pajamas. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're I really love cute to go with my sushi yummy sushi pajamas. I love this. This is. I mean, this is this is Marion Ravenwood from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Here, this is like the classic tough girl out drinking. You know, the best of the guys. You know. Yeah, you can't tell by looking at her that she can drink every guy under the table. But she's your classic. She's an army army brat, you know, and uh, so she can. She's drank vodka with Russian generals <laughs> and black and tans with. Oh, I forget what somebody. She's, somebody, yeah, yeah, I didn't Something write that part English. Down. Yeah, I love this. Is so, like a, I mean, it, why did she have a pajamas on? So she could just pass out in the bed. Uh, yeah, I don't know because it seemed like. I mean, if she has pajamas on, you figure she was planning on sleeping over, or maybe it was a pajama party, and I didn't notice anybody else in pajamas. Maybe I was no. just... She was the only one in pajamas. That's funny. This is my party outfit, <laughs> uh, and I love that. This is this is a frat party, and in the background, there's a neon sign that literally says "Good Times." <laughs> just I don't know. Uh, uh, my next thing I have is she slurs, "I'm not even tipsy, asswipe." Which is probably what I'm going to say to you by the end of our, our podcasting tonight. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, and also the classic Marion Ravenwood uh, thing here at the end. He's collapsed. She's won. She doesn't need to do anything, but she takes that final shot anyway, just to show how kick-ass she is. So, so that is that's what that's from. I mean, that's what that is an homage, an homage to. I didn't. It's obvious. I mean, it, it, I didn't see any actual. You know them saying like, "Oh, we're paying homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark," but it's so, it's so much like that scene with Mary with Karen Allen at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, she uh, kicks somebody uh, and paralyzes them, <laughs> right? <laughs> at least that's what we think and, at the beginning. Yeah, and I love Chloe's like, that just doesn't seem right. It's not <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, we also have uh, who is at the party and then we see him show up in Smallville to bring Clark to Met You. Uh, uh, the Jeff tef- Johns? Yeah, the Teflon tailback, <laughs> Jeff Johns. And obviously you, you <laughs> know that like, name, right? Yeah. yeah. Are they like Wu and Jeff Johns saying, come write an episode, Jeff Johns? Join <laughs> us, Jeff Johns. Uh, <laughs> come, out of the, come out of the combat. Come back. Come out of the comic book world and into the TV world. <laughs> and he is a very popular DC writer at the time, you know, and it, it really worked out well for uh, Jeff Loeb. So um, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, this guy is played by Chris Carmack, who was in The O.C. and Nashville. So he was – Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and I like that he calls Clark C.K. That's uh, – um, according to trivia, that, um, in Lois and Clark, that's what Jimmy Olsen called Clark Kent all the time, C.K. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your favorite thing, Lois, I don't know. She, it's like – where else would you want to hang out with a hangover than in high school that you're not going to? <laughs> um, but before- well, I mean, she has an excuse that she she's yeah. you know had to post bail to get so she can't like go to college. Right, she's kind of freaking out, and she needs Chloe's help, so she's got to come to Chloe's office at the at the high school. <laughs> um, but. We get a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, Clark starts going, huh? Uh, because Chloe, you know, in talking with Clark about the whole football thing, she says, uh, you know, you got like an unfair advantage. And he's like, what? It's mm. like, because uh, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And she's like, I don't really understand football. <laughs> um, so what else? Um, oh, Okay, so we have more Teague intrigue uh, with Jason <sighs> and Lex Let me and tell Genevieve. You, this is losing me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't care. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, I tune out. Hmm. I'm playing with the kitty cat. I don't know. I don't... I, I'm really so, confused. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, okay, Jason and Lana are having an argument. Mm-hmm. About him working for Lex? Uh, well, actually, I'm in the scene where Lex is talking to Jason, and Jason's wondering why he got a job, why Lex is offering him a job, and, uh, and oh, then he's like, they, oh, we gotta, we're going to team up against your mom. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, that that's the thing I'm confused about, because, like, in one episode, it's like Jason doesn't know about this Isabel Thoreau stuff, and then we learn in this scene that basically Teague family vacations must have been a blast because apparently Jason spent his entire childhood with his mother trying to track down uh, Isabel Thoreau's heir or whatever. And I love how Lex and Jason and Lana all say Countess Isabel (laughs) Thoreau completely different. Countess, yeah. Yeah, right. Some of them like speed right through it. Uh, it Lana Lana pronounces each syllable fully (laughs) 
Oh, that's the other but thing. Lex is just like, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to plow right through it. Yeah, and they can't agree on whether – I mean, her full name is Countess Marguerite Isabel Thoreau, and some people are call her – just straight up just call her Isabel, and then some people call her uh, Margaret. Some people call her Marguerite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, J- uh, basically Lex's uh, assignment for Jason is uh, you need to spy on your mom and you also need to spy on Lana because the last thing I want Lana to tap to Lana is, you know, for her to get into trouble with this. Um, so we go to a paralyzed Coop. Coop was the guy that uh, Lana kicked into – or Lana. Lois kicked into uh, paralysis apparently, uh, allegedly I should say. Um and I'm, my my question here for this scene, I was just like, why was Lois allowed to be in there? <laughs> like, there's no like police officer standing around. She's just been accused of uh, attempted murder, and <laughs> they're letting her stand stand above his hospital bed, you know, where she could just smother him. True. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, so they want to go. Uh, Chloe and Clark, I believe, want to investigate, and Lois, I think, and. Oh wait, Chloe and Lois want to investigate because uh, Coop's got a girlfriend who's in a sorority, the Tri Alpha. But meanwhile, Clark and Jeff actually they do the whole um, they drive to the <laughs> to the stadium, and it's like Jeff and Clark are going back and forth about the doodads in the truck, and I'm like, are they trying to sell me this truck here? <laughs> <laughs> but as it turns out, they wanted you to pay attention to. Was the like? capability of the OnStar that's yeah. called something else. So Tri-star we would know how yeah, how Clark and Chloe track down Lana and Jeff later right. on at the end of the episode. But but also there's a bit of pay to pay to play. Mm-hmm. Uh that the alumni at the school this this college, they have a domed stadium. Mm. Where is this? Is this is <laughs> this Vancouver? This Does Vancouver is, have a dome th- stadium? These are two different places. Um, the exterior is the Metrodome in Minneapolis, uh, the home of the Vikings, and the interior mm. is the uh, is in Vancouver, BC Place Stadium. And uh, if you look really closely, and I didn't catch this, this is just in trivia. This is a Canadian football field, so I guess mm-hmm. that's longer and wider, and the goalposts are set up differently than American football field. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's very much like, hey, Clark, hey, it's the golden arm, you know, anything you need, Clark, we got you. Know, you come here, they they give you anything you want. <clears throat> yeah. You, which, can, you have your choice. You can have a SUV or you can have a sports car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, you apparently get your pick of a sorority girl because these sad tri-alphas are all falling all over Clark and, you know, he's an attractive guy, but, you know. This is obviously like the the school has come – or you know, at least the football team has come to these girls and said, you need to make sure that this guy is really like treated really kindly, you know, if you know what I mean, you know? Yeah. So like they're all – One of the girls them. is from uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. Amanda Crew. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I was actually looking at her um, IMDb credits and I also noticed that she's – and I didn't even recognize her, but she's actually – in uh, Ali and AJ's video, "Take Me," <laughs> the the new their 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 uh, their hit single that came out this summer. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that video yet? 
No, no, but I did DVR some uh, movie that they're in together, and I started watching it, but I hadn't had time. Oh, Whip Away for finish. Now? Yeah. We should cover that on the iZombie podcast. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, and apparently, I, th- I think Amanda Crew is in that movie, too. She must be, like, friends with Allie and AJ. Oh, must be. But the Allie and AJ video is, uh, it's you should check it out. They're, like, they turn into vampires. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other girl is Her name is Brandy Alexander She was in the iZombie episode For um, uh, Pour Some Sugar Zombie um, She was one hmm. of the strippers So Oh wow Yeah And you know It's very funny because Here's Clark This is all these shenanigans are happening And he's having a blast And you think to yourself Oh wait Didn't his Like a, a p- potential love of his life die in his arms just last week. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I have some trivia about that. Um, well, I watch enough TV, yeah, to know that that does, you know it, exactly. <clears throat> um, yeah, fans often wondered why the death of Alicia Baker, seen in the previous week's episode, Pariah was not mentioned or touched upon in this episode. Said usually when we have a massive loss or a moment like that, we always like to kind of hit the reset button a little bit the next week because otherwise, every one of our characters would be in an insane asylum because all the people they've seen die. <laughs> uh, says uh, writer Brian Peterson. We always try, even if it's a beep story or the tone, to thread some sort of some kind of aftermath of the emotion, whether it's Lana killing somebody on a pitchfork <laughs> or uh, Clark losing Alicia. What is that person going through in the next episode, even if it, they're not talking about it on screen? It's one of the obstacles of telling the Superman story. Every week, Clark comes across a difficult issue where people die. They go to the insane asylum. It has a very dark effect. But the truth is, he's our American hero, and we don't want to watch him wallow all the time. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, I, I, it's just TV. <laughs> it's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, uh, we have this whole, like, hijinks of Lois being in the closet and Clark trying to cover for her. Yeah, they they have that dynamic that, uh, oh, it's a, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, His Girl Friday? Yeah, like a, uh, what kind of comedy? It's a, I'll uh, think of it in a minute. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, and then Clark has to play actually play like the 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 spoiled football jock, and he tells the girls to go get him something to eat, and they come back just to get him. Yeah, just to get him out of the room. Did you see what they came back with? A big hunk of cake and lemonade. <laughs> oh yeah, look, girls, come on, these things don't go together. <laughs> but it looks good on screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, meanwhile. Uh, Coop is visited by Jeff And then Jeff murders him um, Because Coop knows his secret And um, and then Jeff is the person that tells Lois and Clark about it And uh, Jeff does a good job of pretending like he was just crying his eyes out Even though, you know, he wasn't Yeah uh, Um Let's see, what else? Oh. But we know we know that the uh, the peril the peril Effect wears off and Yeah so That's why he, he paralyzed him again And then smuffocated him Smothered him Suffocated him <clears throat> I think smuffocated Sounds like a good word <laughs> Um So Oh yeah then, Screwball comedy There screwball. it is 
I knew, yeah. I knew I would come up with it soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And here's your scene with Jason and Lana. And I just wrote down Jason as a double agent now because he actually tells Lana what's going on. And then Lana goes after – I think he goes, she goes after Lex. Oh, yeah. That's episode. when she goes to Lex and yells at Lex. Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> um, bah, 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 bah. um see. So there's a wake for Coop. Jeff is giving a speech. Oh, what the heck? Um we find out there's urine samples and that's what Jeff is trying to cover up and uh he he momentarily paralyzes this kid and Clark sees it. And um and yeah, oh, uh, I really like this hearing effect. The ripples around the ear, and then it kind mm-hmm. of zooms out to the other person's lips. Yeah. And they do kind of a mix of that, I think, in the next episode, where they kind of do ripples around the ear, but then they shoot inside his ear, and you see the eardrum <laughs> pulsating. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my next note is, why is Jeff monologuing? And that's the scene where um, you know Jeff takes... Uh, Lois and mm-hmm. because like like yeah he suddenly like just tells her all about how you know he played football it's, fairly he's under a lot of pressure yeah and there's too much pressure to win and uh yeah and then he's like oh she knows too much now because <laughs> I told her everything <laughs> so I'm gonna kidnap her and uh yeah and uh, yeah it turns out that this guy is the Teflon tailback because he'd use his paralyzing powers people like hit him and he just paralyzed them for a moment and then he just keep going. Um, so you kind of see where this is heading. <laughs> it's a moral of a story, right? Um, uh-huh. Okay, so that's why I was like, oh, that's why they were talking about the tr- truck's features. Tripstar, Tripstar, that's what it was called. Um, and I think, yeah, they needed, they need to like hack into a system and need Jeff's pin and all this stuff and Chloe's like, What are you gonna do? Break into break into break in and rip open his safe? And he's like, What? Uh of course not. No. <laughs> um and then she calls him out like uh he gets to he goes to uh Metropolis Motors and then comes back and she's like, How did you get there and back so quickly? Um and then she gets the information or they get the information over the phone. And uh, then suddenly Clark disappears and Chloe's like sitting there smiling. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun, you know, having this dynamic of yeah, she it's knows different. and he doesn't know. Yeah. Knows, yeah. Oh, earlier when uh, Chloe and Lois are in the, Lois's dorm room, they're eating ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> it just cracks me up because it's such a, <laughs> that's such a stereotype trope or whatever yeah. of college life. You're so... Oh, so poor. We're eating ramen noodles every night. It's so true. And They're like 33 cents a pack. It's great. Yeah. Well, it's just funny because my daughter, you know, working when she was in like junior high school and she would imagine college, she'll say, is it true that I have to eat ramen noodles every night? <laughs> uh, and so she bought some. She bought some uh-huh. so, she, so she could try them out to see if she liked them before she went to college. <laughs> I had a friend who come over to my apartment and that's while when I was eating uh, really cheaply because it was like my first apartment and I was like working at a convenience store and trying to support myself and I'd have a friend who'd come over and he, he'd eat ramen noodles by just unwrapping the package, pull out the dry hunk of noodles and then he'd take the seasoning out, sprinkle it over the top and just crunch into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. 
Sounds like it's inedible. Yeah. Um, so we find out Jeff really is a supervillain. He sets up this water trap. He's like, oh, gosh, the timer's going. Is Lois going to get out of here? Is Clark going to save her in time? Um, and, uh, yeah, Jeff confesses to Clark what happened. He, he, he slipped up once and he couldn't stop. And Clark's like, huh. And where's Lois? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, and then Clark gets through the gate that was locked, that Jeff locked by uh, using his heat vision. Mm-hmm. So I, I just like like that he blasted the door with heat vision rather than breaking down the door. I don't know. I, don't know I know. I, well, yeah, because <laughs> like when he walked up to the door, I was like, okay, is he going to just rip the door off? Nope. He uses his eyes, his yeah. uh, heat vision. Yeah, it was surprising. <laughs> and so Clark rescues Lois. And the last thing we we hear him say is he goes, it's okay, Lois. You're going to be okay. And then there's that little break for the ad break. And the first thing uh-huh. they go back Martha to Martha. says, is Lois going to be okay? <laughs> 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 I know. So funny. So this is where Clark tells his mom and dad that, you know, it's not going to, he's, this is not going to work. And what if he's tempted and he's going to, you know, he, and he slips once and he just uses his powers from then on. And I think Jonathan says yeah. that it shows integrity well beyond your years. And this is what Jonathan's been nagging at him about for years mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And I was a little irritated at the beginning of the episode because all of a sudden Jonathan was irritated about football all over again, even though they just kind of came to a compromise and jinx. But then Mm -hmm. I realized, oh, he's worried because now Clark is going to be playing for a university team and, you Mm -hmm. know, he'll be on TV. It's all about protecting his boy. Mm -hmm. But um, there's no more scholarship now and the Kents promise him that he'll still be able to go to college somehow. And I wrote down, Steph hopes not. I hope not. I know. I keep saying that. Morgan's like, well, he's got to take journalism. I said, I don't care. I don't want him to go to college. I don't want to see that at all. You know, in Superman the movie, he just went to the Fortress of Solitude. He, and then, like, a few years later, he came out and he looked like Christopher Reeve. And he didn't go to college. He just went right to the Daily Planet and got a job. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, uh, okay, so uh, because yeah. oh, let's talk about why, let's talk about why, because about Buffy, who? let's Buffy. talk about why I don't want to see college. Oh, okay, gotcha, because Buffy was different mm-hmm. and not as good, even though there were some great episodes in season four. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them involved college, <laughs> right? Right, uh, Dawson's Creek, like any mm-hmm. show when they go to college, it's terrible. Because yeah. it changes the dynamic or it forces everybody, you know. Usually like we lose so cast hard. members and we get some new people in. And- yeah. And it's like you can't force every, you know, just like it made sense that Xander didn't go to college, but he was still around. And it was just weird that he was just like a hanger on. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it's just, you just, it's just, I hate it. Well, he's 25. And- he's got to graduate from high school and you want him to become the man that he's going to be. So he's got to go through but- some things. But the natural progression is that we want we shouldn't see Jonathan or Martha anymore, and I want to see Jonathan and Martha all the time. Mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, so Lois uh, visits Clark oh, and crap. I got wine all over my sweater. <laughs> my gosh. Sorry. 
You're losing it already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't even started. <laughs> uh, are you, do you need to clean up? No, I just got to remember to spray and wash this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, Lois ends up being cleared of all charges, but she's kicked out of Met You for drinking underage. And guess what? She can now. She now wants to live with the Kents again. <laughs> um, what just happened? <laughs> do we have Lois Lane on the show again, Steph? <laughs> I guess we do. I guess she's a resident now of Smallville. <laughs> and also, it's like, why? Why does she have to live at the Kents? Like the reason why she stayed because at the Kents Chloe's living is in a, live in the, Chloe lives in an apartment is too small. But what if uh, the okay. Kents didn't exist? Where would she go? I don't know. Why is her dad not taking care of her? Uh, yeah, well, he apparently he's uh, always on missions or whatever. I think she wanted to get away from the army base. You know, she says she's been all over the world and that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Clark then tells Chloe about how she le- he left football and he says, I'm not sure football is my calling. And she says, I'm proud of you. And he says, why? And she says... You're destined to do more than scoring touchdowns, which actually is a Jonathan Kent line from Superman the movie. Mm. And then, and then um, Clark says, "You've been saying weird things. What makes you think that?" And she says, "Just a hunch." And then Clark goes to the stadium, stands alone, staring at what could have been. And then slowly walks away. And it's so sad. I feel so bad for him. I don't. You don't? Why don't you feel bad for Clark Kent? I don't, I don't know. I don't feel bad. Uh, he only did it for like a season. It wasn't he, like it was. He wanted it since day one. He wanted yeah, to be a football player. He wants to be a normal kid. He doesn't need to do that. Yeah. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't feel anything. I felt so bad. I mean, and, I like the song. Yeah. And that song definitely helps. Simple Plans Untitled. Um. That is definitely on my playlist. It's a very memorable. That's a, that's just like a, another one of those classic Smallville scenes to me. Like that oh, yeah. last moment in an episode that really kind of kicks you in the gut. Um, the other need to drop I have is Fatboy Slim's Wonderful Night. And that was while Lois is drinking with the frat people. Mm. And uh, yeah. Wow, we've talked way too long about recruits. <laughs> we need to talk about yeah. these other two. Okay. Do you have anything Crypto. else to say about? No, you don't. No. Okay. No, it's a weak episode. <laughs> yeah, I. It's just the, the ending is kind of sad for me. Anyway, didn't work for you. That's fine. Crypto is the one word. Clark gets a super dog. Yay! This was totes adorbs. <laughs> Wasn't it? I know, right? When I yeah, heard- it starts out real dark mm-hmm. because you know uh, people controlling these dogs. It reminded me of. The episode where we met Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Where those people were using him to break into and steal. It reminded me of that. It just started out dark. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they look so of- cute at first, and then Hercules is the one that attacks the the grocery guy, and um, and then uh, Einstein's the one that's you know he's the one that busts the safe open and digs and gets the money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, they look so cute at first, but yeah, they have some strong teeth. Um, uh, Einstein breaks open the safe. I think Hercules uh, chews through a shotgun. Yeah. And so we meet Zach and Josh Greenfield, 
And uh, Josh is played by Diego Klattenhoff. <laughs> Do you know who this guy is? No. Probably not. He was in Homeland, and uh, he's presently on the blacklist. Oh, okay. Homeland, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so Einstein, uh, we have Einstein's called by many different names in this episode. Uh, Clarky, Skippy, <laughs> Shelby, Bud. Um, Bud is actually the last name that uh, Lois suggests later on in the episode when they're trying to figure out a mm-hmm. name for him, and that's actually um, uh, his real name. Oh, uh, is he? He's an Irish setter slash lab. Yeah, I don't what know. is he? I thought he was a golden Oops. retriever. <laughs> golden retriever, he, golden retriever slash Irish set. He seems to have Irish setter in him with that copper color. And then the other dog, Hercules, he's a Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm not smart about figuring out dog breeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got some reading for you here. Uh, this is some good stuff. Uh, It sounded like a really good idea to bring crypto on, series director Greg Beeman says. It's the ironic thing where it sounds fun and easy and cheap and ends up not being that way at all. At the end of the day, dogs are slow and dogs doing super-powered stunts are kind of slow. Casting the right dog for crypto is an adventure and a challenge. The bottom line is... There was so many trained dogs and there were, there were only so many trained dogs in Vancouver, especially on a relatively short notice. There was a month to train this dog to break down doors, leap on trucks, drag people to safety. We didn't have the flexibility and it wasn't within our abilities to bring in an animal trainer from the United States. So we had a limited pool of animals to start with, especially a limited pool of dogs that have that level of training. Uh, so a guy came in and he said, I've got this dog and it's, he's fantastic. And it was a, a, a white and black spotted sheep dog. And, and he said, in three weeks, I'll have him doing everything you want. And so they, they bought into this training, right? Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, we'd already paid the guy a bunch of money. He wanted more money and said the dog wouldn't be able to do everything we wanted. So at that point we went to Airbud. <laughs> The search to class. Oh, <laughs> that's what this dog is. They've done all the Airbud movies in Vancouver, and there are a lot of good trained golden retrievers who have been doing Airbud movies for ten solid years. So the Shelby we got was old but trained. It was like mm-hmm. bringing in Johnny Unitas off the bench, old and creaky, but could <laughs> jump, could run, could drag, could do all the tricks. Um, so th- you're seeing freaking Airbud as Clark's dog. <laughs> I just love it so much. Oh, and he looks like the dog from the Bush's Baked Beans commercial. <laughs> Do you know I, that? Is that is that in your area? I'm more familiar with all the Airbud movies because <laughs> um, of my kids. Well, you know what, Robin? That's something. That's a business we could get into. We could move baked to Vancouver, beans? huh? No, beans? no, nah. We could move beans? to Vancouver, yeah. see all of our sh- favorite shows, yeah, being filmed, and we could get into dog training and. That could we could Oof. work for these be consulted for these television shows. I do love dogs. It seems like a lot of work, though. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of shows being filmed, but how many need trained animals? <laughs> yeah, probably right. not many. Because you know what the rule is: don't ever work with children or animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that WC Fields? Anyway, uh, also. Uh, some fans were kind of irritated that this dog does not look like Crypto from the comics. Mm-hmm. What uh, does Crypto look like? He's like white. I think he's like a – not a bulldog, but like a Mastiff, I think. I forget. I don't – again, terrible with dog breeds. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, apparently there was a crypto cartoon series on the Cartoon Network at the same time. And uh, they said that they wouldn't they wouldn't basically let them do crypto if crypto looked like the crypto on the cartoon series. So uh, Beeman says at the end of the show, we had to be completely clear that it was not crypto and it was not a superpowered dog from Krypton. In fact, it was an ordinary dog with a kryptonite inf- injection and was superpowered only briefly. So that's why at the end of the episode, Lois is like, crypto will be the name of your next dog. <laughs> Also, just wanted you to know there are other super animals in the Superman family. We have Crypto the Super Dog. We have Streaky the Super Cat. We have Beppo the Super Monkey. And we have Comet the Super Horse. <laughs> so and these are all uh these are all in the comics? Yep. <laughs> these are all pets that Superman has had before in the comics. And uh I cannot wait for uh, Beppo the Super Monkey to have his own episode in Smallville in season eight. You, just you wait. Um, <clears throat> that's a joke. Those are jokes. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, this dog is. Uh, uh, it's great because they say this is like a this is a dog they stole from Luther Corp. I, I'm talking about the kids here. The the fictional story now. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and they say it's a lab dog. And I, I immediately was like, oh, it has the power to make you tell the truth. <laughs> because remember when Chloe got sprayed with the truth gas and there was a cage there and there's just a dog in the cage. And I'm just like, why do they have a dog to test truth <gasps> serum on? <laughs> I was like, oh, it all makes sense now. They've been testing dogs, but I guess not truth serum, but super powered abilities. Jonathan's irritated about this dog. He says, when Clark goes off to college, who's going to take care of the dog? Me. And then uh, Einstein or Shelby or whatever gets at the uh, get it gets at his T bone and cracks oh, the yeah, dinner table in half. Yeah, and, and then Martha said, "Yeah, you remember Clark, uh, Clark did that when he was three. Yeah, right. <laughs> there was like a goof thing uh, I read that was just like, "Why is Martha serving Jonathan still recovering from heart surgery <laughs> T bone steak?" Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, people at work, people in the hospital, they have open heart surgery and then their family brings them fried chicken wings. Oh, wow. It happens all the time. So we have this People cool- don't care when they want what they want. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They'll have their chest sawed back open in a few years. Uh, Jonathan keeps. Sorry, get- I'm through with my glass. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan keeps getting attacked in the driveway. That's my next, my next note. This poor guy he cannot help it. Uh, he's out in the driveway. He's going to get attacked. <laughs> oh, gosh. Martha is just screaming like a banshee. <laughs> oh, yeah. She grabs a stick of wood. She's ready to defend her man. This is great. And Jonathan's just like, get away, Martha. And she's like, nope. And I love Shelby just breaking through the kitchen door window to save the day. And um, I wrote, uh, he's a good dog, Brent. <laughs> I mean, dad. <laughs> Who's Brent? <laughs> you don't follow the We Rate Dogs Twitter account? Yeah, <laughs> thirteen out of ten uh, would boop repeatedly. Yeah, I mean, I like that these two dogs have personalities. Yeah, you know, like uh, Hercules has been mistreated. That's why he's so mean. Mm-hmm. They've mistreated him to get yeah. him like that. And uh, Einstein is just he's he's smart and he's used uh, for his wits. 
Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Einstein, of course, is the, the name of the dog in Back to the Future. That was mm. the reason why. Um, so yeah, there. Clark and Lois go investigate the vet, and uh, I love that Lois steps in dog shit, and you see Clark just grinning <laughs> ear to ear. <laughs> so he's so happy. Uh, um, and then because Lois is the one that hits Shelby um, or Einstein or whatever you want to call him, um, she's now like this Sunday driver. <laughs> she won't drive fast. Um, and Clark cannot get out of the car fast enough. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Clark rescues the dogs. The back of the truck, of course, there's like a whole bunch of uh, vials of kryptonite that spill out and it takes Clark down. And um, glow was, on his face, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, oh man, this is like an episode of Lassie, but instead of like Lassie going to get Timmy's dad, like Lassie like drags Clark out, you know. And then like these guys, like they're so desperate to get away with their crimes that they're ready to burn Clark and like the dogs uh, alive in the fire. Like Hercules didn't do a damn thing, but they just leave Hercules in the cage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're so heartless that uh, mm-hmm. they just use these dogs. They're willing to sacrifice them. <clears throat> I was waiting for the younger brother to be like, hey, we can't do this. But he never mm-hmm. comes around and he ends up getting thrown into a house with his brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a good explosion here, which is good. And Clark saves Shelby. Or Shelby saves Clark. I forget. I was like, Shelby's fur must be uh, invulnerable to flames. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shelby jumped into the truck and got Clark out, and that was great. And so we see the vet. The vet comes to visit. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you recognize him? Yeah, this was weird. Oh, no, he did look familiar. What do we know him from? Well, we saw him originally in the pilot of the series playing Pete's, uh, either his father or his grandfather. Um, Hmm. He's an actor named Alvin Sanders, and you now see him every week on Riverdale playing Pop Tate. (laughs) (gasps) Oh! No. Yeah. Isn't that great? Eight. I didn't recognize okay. him either. I looked it up. I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mark was like, uh, to the test, did you, what, does he have like a super strength or, or what? And he was like, no, he's just an average dog. <laughs> yep. He might be slow. What was he? He's just old and slow or something like that. Like, why, why are his uh, powers not detectable? Uh, I think they've worn off. I think that's what we're supposed to uh, we're uh, we're supposed to oh, get. So now Shelby is an average dog. Yeah, Aww. because Crypto is the next dog. <laughs> uh, so you know, yeah, they they like this dog, and I'll just tell you, we see the dog uh, several more times in the series, and unlike most of these TV dogs, like it's the same dog. Like he's got at least according to his IMDb credit, which is under Bud the dog. <laughs> Uh, he's got he's got like several episodes of Smallville, and I think it's all the episodes that we see uh, Shelby appear in. But it's cute. We see you know Martha towels him off, and he's got she's got the red towel around him, and it looks just like Crypto the super dog, mm-hmm. <laughs> except it's a different breed. Um, but uh, and then oh, uh, the name Shelby actually um, comes from. Uh, Jeff Loeb's uh, comic Superman for All Seasons. Uh, young Clark has a dog named Shelby in that comic. Not a super dog, but and oh man, did I skip over that part? Uh, darn it! 
Was there anything with Lana and Lex and Jason that we forgotten? <clears throat> Probably. Um. Uh, when did, did Genevieve come to Lex and be all sexy fied over him? And, <laughs> uh, she got mad because he hired Jason but didn't send him out of town away from Lana. Yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't know if that's in this episode. I all I have is notes about. Oh wait, no, there it is. It seems that headstrong young men have become my blind spot. <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to protect my son. Maybe you should get together with my father to write a parenting book. I bet it would be a bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We find out here that Genevieve manipulated uh, Jason into taking uh, Lana to Isabel's tomb, which she had moved into that church. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of strange that there's a witch's tomb in a church, but mm-hmm. uh, that's the reason why it's there is because Genevieve moved it there. And uh, yeah, the, it turns out, you know, if you didn't get it before, the woman that Lana saw in her nightmare is like their ancestor, uh, Gertrude. And then she says that Isabel vowed to like kill the, you know, her and her heirs. So. I think she, they call themselves. She calls herself an ancestor of Gertrude, but that's wrong. <laughs> Gertrude's an ancestor of her. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's a deleted scene. Um, we get to see the guest house. Uh, Genevieve visits Lionel, and uh, apparently it's got it's it, it, there's shelves and shelves and shelves of books, but he's also got a space heater because I guess uh, Lex doesn't keep that place warm enough. <laughs> mm. Um, and then she teases him. She's like, oh, you're just playing good, you know? And we find out in the scene that Genevieve was the one that freed him. And it's just funny. They reveal this in a deleted scene. I don't know if it comes up again. Or if they changed their mind and had it be somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, honestly. Um, and Lionel says that Lex inherited his power to manipulate and control. And Genevieve tells him to control Lex or he's going to end up in jail again. And Lionel's like not budging. He says, I will always protect my son. So that's the lead. It doesn't count, but I just, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. I found the note that I was looking for before and now I'm just scrolling back up to it. Oh, I love the fact that, uh, again, Clark is very happy that Lois is allergic to the dog. And it's like one of the reasons why he teases that he's going to keep Shelby around <laughs> to get Lois to leave. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and Lois because he take- can't be himself with Lois around. No, and Lois took and over his Chloe- bedroom. <laughs> yeah, and then Chloe said, "Well, I'm always around." Yeah, and then oh, and then that's when Clark uh, tied crypto to the tractor, and yeah. the oh, dog yeah. pulled the tractor so into the fence. Yeah, <laughs> and Lois is like, "Oh my God, what happened?" And Chloe and Clark are like, "I don't know. You know the." Tractor's old. The emergency brake might have been not have been on. You know who knows? And Clark's like, "Yeah, it's old. Yeah." Uh, so that was cute. Yeah, I got hung up on the whole Airbud thing. Uh, I forgot to mention that Clark also suggests the name Bear for for the dog, and mm-hmm. Bear is actually the name of Tom Welling's uh, mixed it Akita dog. Oh. He's got his own little dog, and he also mentions Skippy. And uh, according to the notes, uh, according to the trivia, Skippy was the secret identity of Crypto in the 1980s Adventures of Superboy comic, which makes me go, the dog had a secret identity too. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I'm just scrolling down. Oh God! One thing I what? forgot to mention, 
at the end of this episode, we you know we get some Lionel warning Jason not to trust Lex, and then giving him the copy of the map. And mm-hmm. isn't Lionel's hair looking amazing? Like he's grown it out, but it's like it's still short. It's kind of just kind of sticking up, and it's just yeah. Uh, it looks so like it's just it looks powerful. It's it's great. I don't know. <laughs> it stuck out to me. Anything else about this episode that you want to talk about? Uh oh. You okay? Uh oh. What? Okay. What now? I'm sorry. What happened? You cut out. I didn't hear you. Oh okay. <laughs> Uh, We're having a slow internet. Today. Oh, okay, okay. And now that Edward's home, he's on the internet. Oh boy, uh, folks! Uh, I hope you enjoyed the behind-the-scenes look at uh, Stephanie's internet. I am probably not going to yeah, edit that out. I live in Alabama. <laughs> it's the slowest internet in the world. Like we talk about. South Korea daily here because we're like, oh, we're so jealous of South Korea. Why? You know, they're they're so close to the to the nuclear weapons, but they have the fastest internet in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah, South Korea has the fastest internet in the world. Other countries have fast internet, but it's not a priority here, and uh, and our telecommunications companies like it that way. Uh, best needle drop in this episode Goo Goo Dolls give a little bit A mm. cover of that song Love Goo Goo Dolls <laughs> um, <laughs> And I just wanted to mention The original um, plays In Lois's car in Superman the movie Right before the earthquake Like she's Oh leaving. really? Yeah yeah She goes to a gas station and it blows up And she's just driving along and playing that song Oh gosh we're we're um, we're deep into it. We gotta we gotta wrap this up. We gotta get through sacred. Okay. Um, the one where the gang travels to China. Yeah. And Clark doesn't tell his parents. No. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. It's okay. I need to help you draw. <laughs> um. So shed a tear. Doctor Swan is dead. Yeah. Mm. Clark, I'm so sorry. Mm. But uh, there was so much that I could learn from him still about Jarrell and something. And then the message that uh, Krypton, yeah. And the message that he sends is sent to him also includes uh, the Kryptonian key. And Jonathan is just, you can see Jonathan's face like, oh, freaking A, here we go. Jarrell, the key. I don't want to get into this again. And so that the darn key has been around. It has made its rounds. Yep. <laughs> Everybody has had that darn key. So Clark gets into the hidden cave, and I guess he knows how to get into the hidden cave uh, on his own. I, uh, the only time we saw him actually open that hidden cave was when he was uh, his Kryptonian self, uh, Cal, Cal El. Mm-hmm. Um, the other time we saw the hidden cave was when uh, Lana is possessed by Isabel, and Isabel opens it. But this time he actually mm. opens it up. So, uh, according to Jarrell, the knowledge of Krypton is in three stones, and you have to unite them before humans do, because if they do it first, they're going to destroy the world. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, Clark tells Jonathan and Martha that, you know, listen, we're, I need to face this. And they're, and they're really upset. They're like, oh, we just got you back. <laughs> like, well, everything's normal. And he says he's done trying to be normal. It's time to face his destiny. So, and this is, I like this stuff. Um, some of the stone stuff doesn't exactly make sense to me, but I know where it's leading to. And that makes me happy. So you'll see. Um, 
Okay. <clears throat> I'm keeping an open mind. So uh, Jason is telling tells Lana on the phone that he's in Metropolis, but he's in China, and because and Lana like hears like an Asian person talking over the phone, <laughs> the yelling in the background. He's like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, Metrop- You know, they're Asians in Metropolis too. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, you better not be with Clark. I mean, Clark, you better not be with Lex. Yeah. He's like, I'm not with Lex. And then Lex is like, hello, I'm right here. <laughs> Yeah, Lex tracked him down. Um, and so Lana goes to Luther Mansion, and Lana has her very first scene with John Glover as Lionel Luther. The huh. first time Lionel ever talked to uh, Lana in his own body. <laughs> um, you should know. And so, is I got a question. Mm-hmm. Is the goodness that Lionel absorbed from Clark's essence, is it wearing off? I don't know. Um, what do you think uh, his stake is in this? I mean, he definitely is very much about protecting his son. Um, you know, maybe he wants to get these stones before Lex does because, you know, he realizes that there could be a problem. I don't know. So maybe- we're we're at a we're at a time right now where we're not sure. We're supposed yeah. to be suspect suspicious. Is he still Lionel. blind? We don't know. I'm not sure. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and so Lionel, like, gives up the goods about his son. Like, you should know how thoroughly Lex and, Lex and Jason have been studying Isabel Thoreau. And, um, uh, Isabel was looking for the stone with the map, but Gertrude had her executed. And so, Lana finds out all this stuff from Lionel. Um, so yeah, Lex and Jason run from the police. And I was just making note, it was like, holy crap, the Chinese police will just gun you right down in the street, no matter who's standing around. Like, they immediately yes. start opening fire. <laughs> That's a total to- totalitarian government for you. <laughs> they use terror tactics uh-huh. to suppress the people and to make them look the other way. Uh-huh. Uh, Western, Western Civ too. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, definitely tried my best not to be annoyed by the pan flutes that were playing while we're in China. Oh, oh I know. I told Morgan. I said, Morgan, they're the pan, the pan flutes of xenophobia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, when they're asked about this kind of stuff, I mean, I don't have anything from Smallville, but you know, anybody behind the scenes, it's like we're setting the scene. You know, we're trying to make it more. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to set the yeah the oh, environment, yeah. but. Still, kind of stereo. I mean, it's not even stereo. Like, like it's all it says to me is other. Yeah. You know, is other. Like, it's not like pan flutes. Are they Asian? Are they <laughs> jungle? Are they mm-hmm. African? They, they're other. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we didn't hear like gen 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 gen. That would have been really bad. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, my next note is I'm really – I'm actually happy to see Clark and Lana working together again. Like – Yeah. I, oh, yeah. She went to – Clark went to Lana's apartment. I was like, oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. This never happens. What's going on? Yeah. And, you know, I do love me some Lois and Clark working together. But, yeah, it's, it, it, it is sad that they lost that friendship. So yeah, because it separates the story too much. Mm-hmm. You know, in the other two episodes, we had 
Clark and Chloe and Lois. Yeah. And then we, then we have Lex and Lana and Jason. Jason. Yeah. And they're not connected. They're and really, I know the two rarely get together. Yeah. The two stories will connect because of the stones eventually, but yeah, yeah it's just too too much separation. Just like how I said that in um what was the episode where they got married and went to Vegas? You know, the promo unsafe. makes it look unsafe. It makes it makes it look like Lana knew all about the marriage and she was like shocked that they were getting married but she had no idea because her story wasn't connected to clark's at all <laughs> right uh and i was at first going oh, how the hell did lana get this like private jet and i'm like oh yeah lionel of course yeah i was like <laughs> how's lana afforded to go to china <laughs> yeah. but then i was like well why doesn't lex have the private jet in china yeah well there could be luther's have a couple private jets um, they could yeah and that was the other thing i was like these two don't have passports. Like, <laughs> how are they getting? And you can't just go to communist China like that. Yeah. Maybe Lionel's got connections. I mean, he has connections with the uh, professor that they meet up with, uh, Professor Sen. Um, but I like Lana that she's like, we're definitely not in Kansas anymore. I was like, <laughs> I was glad to get that line out. <laughs> But yeah, when you see Clark and Lana walking down the street of Ch- in China, you know Van- Vancouver, uh, comma China, um, uh, they look so out of place because they're like in total Smallville attire, and everybody else is like they're dressed for you know the area they live in. You know, it's just you know Clark is definitely sticking out in like it's red and blue. But um, uh, so. Yeah, Lex and Jason get taken host or taken by the police, and it looks like they're being beaten for information. But it turns out that Lex is trying to get some information out of Jason, and he is he is like got these guys in his pocket. But then it turns out that they're actually going to double cross double cross Lex as well. So it's a double double cross. Hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if you recognize this Commander Cheng, uh, but he was yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah, he was on Smallville before. Um, he's his name's Byron Mann. He played Kern in Insurgents, um, the episode where uh, Clark has to jump from um, the Daily Planet into Luther Corp. He was the uh, oh, he was the guy that was like, "Hey, we're here to bug the place for Lex. We're not here to steal a bunch of money." And then he gets killed. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, and I'm sure he was in X Files. Yeah, I'm sure. My next doc, my next note is uh, wow, nice job set designers, and this episode actually won a Leo Award for best production design. Which scene? Oh, the set. Uh, well, like there's the set indoors, and then of course there's like the city street. Um, but I was oh, really okay. impressed when they went inside um, into I forget it was like a temple, I believe. Oh, okay, where we have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Lana. <laughs> yeah, in a bit. The. Um, I love that they, they find a Kryptonian Dharma symbol. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just like the Kryptonian symbol with like the the dashes around it. So it looks like it's a, a Dharma symbol. Um, mm. And so, yeah. Uh, and then Lon- there's a girl. And a girl takes them into the temple or something. That's Professor Sen, yeah. And then does she – oh, does she die or something? She gets lost. Yeah, it's funny. Like, like maybe. Like uh, they go into they – go, she goes in with Lana and Clark. And Clark immediately sees that there's a secret door that looks a lot like a door. <laughs> you just give it a push. So he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to look around here. Why don't you guys go look over there? And they're like, sure. <laughs> they're like immediately walk off. 
But um, after he breaks in, um, I think that's where they he finds like the the statue with the Kryptonian eyes or something, and he falls over. But the soldiers like uh, break in. And they like immediately murder Professor Sen. I was like, "Oh, that poor lady." <laughs> of course, they don't murder Lana, but uh, and it looks like they're about to, you know, or at least really hurt her. But then she kind of falls over, and her shirt comes up, and uh, they see the tattoo, and um, oh yeah, they're like, "Oh, we got to take her in." And I just wanted to say, you know, it was a weird investment at the time, but I w- I'm just saying this is why I have the can- the kanji tattoo uh, on my chest that that actually means get out of jail free, just in case. So. What? <laughs> the kanji symbol for get out of jail free tattooed on my chest, just in case I get taken hostage by Chinese police. Okay. This is so- a joke. <laughs> okay, so why was why was Jason shirtless and Lake still had his shirt on? Um, I think we discussed this earlier. I think it was because Michael Rosenbaum didn't work out. I don't know. <laughs> um, so they un- skinny. They unleash Isabel by electrocuting Lana. Oh yeah, you know that was great. She does. I really like when she's Isabel. Isn't it great? I I, mm-hmm. I dig it too. It's so weird, but it's I don't know. She she fully commits to it. She does, yeah. She does the Latin really well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a totally different person. I really like it. And she comes with her own wind machine and a nice robe that just <laughs> happens to be sitting nearby that oh, yeah, perfectly that awesome. fits her. So she looks immediately like you know in the in the element of the I don't know. She looks very mystical or whatever. She's got like a mm-hmm. wizard's robe. <laughs> and. Yeah, so we find out here that Isabel can come to the surface when Lana is in pain, like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> and um, I, I had some trivia I read, and I was just like, where was she when Lana was being strangled in Pariah or about ready to die of a heart attack and scare? Where was Isabel then? <laughs> but, so, yeah. Not convenient for the plot. Uh, so, yeah, we get some crouching tiger hidden Lana. Um and she has this like red snot rag that she's carrying around that she whips up the, the snot rag, you know, handkerchief, handkerchief, yeah, yeah. red okay. handkerchief uh-huh. that she she snatches up the stone with, <coughs> and then Clark like gets it out of her pocket, and then they struggle with it, and then it's gone, and we find out later that Jason got it. Yep, I wrote big capital letters. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> uh. You're just not going to get any of my references tonight, huh? No, I have no idea. What, what does that mean? That's Indiana Jones. Oh. Oh, we got a sword I'm fight sorry, between... I am not... I'm not an Indiana Jones fan. I'm not a, not a Jurassic Park fan. No, whatever. <laughs> if you don't like good things, it's, that's your fault. We got a sword fight between Lana and Clark. Or Isabel and Clark. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like, was that film backwards where those those swords like go into her hands? Yeah, I and then, think so. Uh, it was it was it was weird, but interesting to look at. According to, uh, I'm not going to read it, but according to like the stunt crew, there, you know, Kristen Crook uh, is awesome in action mode. Like, if they give her action to do, she fully commits and she does most of it. So they had her like up in wires and everything like that. Um, and she's very, I don't know. She's, she's well-trained. Um, so yeah, where's the stone? It turns out that 
Jason took it. And also we find out why the Verizon phone game that I mentioned last time was using the password elements because that's Lex's password that he types into his computer. And unlike other computers that you type passwords into, it displays the password on the screen as he's typing it in rather than a bunch of asterisks. Asterisks? Yeah, and E-L-E-M-E-N-T. That's like not enough letters to be a password. He's definitely going to get hacked. Uh, Did he have a capital letter? And I think they were all capitals. Uh. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, we find out that Bridget Crosby is missing. And uh, she actually has a stone for Clark that she was bringing to Clark. Yeah. So see, yeah. I thought that that was the stone. I thought that that was what he uh, he received in the mail was the one that Bridget Crosby had. No, that was the Kryptonian key. Mm. That was the octagon whatever. key. Don't whatever. It is. It is the mythology <laughs> of the show, and you will understand. You will learn it. No. <laughs> uh, no. You know. Remember. Somehow, Doctor Swan ended. It ended up in Doctor Swan's hand. Like a, eh, I remember. I thought it ended up in. I thought it went through the glass and ended up in the in the wall. Yeah. No. It disappeared after Jonathan and uh, Lionel wrestled over it, and I think mm-hmm. they figured it went into the wall, but mm-hmm. it actually didn't. It, like the next okay. scene is in Metropolis, and you see Doctor Swan holding it. Like, how did he get that? I don't. I have no idea. Oh. It's kind of like how did it end up in Lionel's safe? There's just no idea. <laughs> Episode of the week. Let's wrap crypto. it up. Yeah, crypto is great. I'll I'll give it to that too. I think uh, recruit and sacred are okay. Uh, I yeah, think, sacred is okay. Yeah, I think I enjoyed sacred more than I thought I was going to. Um, I mean, I think- it had torture. It had Jensen Ackles <laughs> being tortured. <laughs> All right, so you know, next, that's my favorite thing. You're, yeah, next week we're going to be doing four episodes, and then okay. three, and then three the following week because it'll be like Christmas season, and we'll be closing out the season of uh, season okay. four. Yeah. Uh, so next week we're going to be talking about Lucy, Onyx, Lucy, Spirits, Onyx. Spirits, Spirits, singular, uh-huh. and blank. Lucy, Onyx, Spirit, and blank. Yep. Huh. Okay. Here are your teases. Uh-huh. Uh, we get a very James Bond Swiss Alps ski chase. <laughs> Try to figure out how that's going to happen in Kansas. Uh, <laughs> uh, your next tease, Lois attempts to make breakfast and Clark attempts to be her friend. <laughs> attempts. Uh, next tease, someone develops a split personality. Mm. Oh, I think you're going to dig that. Um, we get a new <laughs> form of kryptonite. Oh, okay. Keep track of them. <laughs> Keep track of all the colors. Um, senior prom is here. Who do you think? Oh, okay. Who do you think Clark's going to take? Mm. Who do you think Lois? Because Lois has got to go. Because mm. where else would she be? Mm-hmm. Uh, we get one of the funniest Martha scenes in this entire series. You are going to laugh your ass off. I, 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 I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, someone gets amnesia. And finally, Chloe freaks out when she realizes that Clark can see through her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So, all right. We'll talk to you guys next time. And we don't want to wait. Bye. Bye.